all you freaks, geeks, and cinemaniacs. From the heart of Hollyweird, California, at the epicenter of all things eerie and awesome, it's time for Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show. My guest today is one of the founding fathers of transgressive cinema, a man who broke all the rules and managed to magically make high art out of bad taste. His early films like Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, and Multiple Maniacs secured him a rabid cult following of weirdos, and his more mainstream efforts like Crybaby and Hairspray made him a household name. He's a writer, director, author, world traveler, comedian, and oracle of trash movie culture. He's the immortal John Waters, and we're insanely excited to welcome him to The Freak Show. Thank you so much. Great <laughs> to be here. I didn't write that, but I meant yeah. every word. Well, good. Thank you. The Freak Show. God, I think I've been in one my whole life. Well, right? well, we're going to talk about that because I've always said that if this was 150 years ago, much like the posters you saw in my office, we would be, whether the Barker, I'm not sure, but it would be a traveling carny act. You yeah, know, we'd, we'd be, be in prison. We'd, well, well, we would have been busted after the carny <laughs> Depending on how we yeah. handle the money, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. But think of it. We're... We're entertaining people more on the maybe the trashy dark side, and you know we'd have a show. There'd be the fat lady, which I don't think you can say today anymore. There'd yeah. be the tattooed, and there'd be the dwarf. There'd be, uh, you know, the whatever it is. The All mentalist. politically incorrect. Yeah, oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. See, I grew up going to a real freak show at the Timonium Fair. Wow. And uh, they had the uh, octopus man. Basically, he just had goiters on his face. Right. They had flipper woman. She was thalidomide. Right, you know, it was all right. people that had. And then I'd see them. At lunch, you know, in between like eating, you know, getting a hamburger at the stand. And they could see they were just deformed people was technically what they were called then. Now there's politically handy, whatever the the, the term. Handy capable. But uh, so, but then they were exhibited every day on a, by a barker up front, and I did yeah. that in Multiple Maniacs, the I whole didn't. scene, well, where yes. like two sea queers kissing each other like <laughs> lovers on the lips, and then that had a whole different thing. Now it would be completely normal. So what was freaks then, and what is freaks today? And then the word freak came in the hippie years. Certainly. That is true. Yeah. I mean, the whole name of the show is Charles Mann's Full Moon yeah. Freak Show. Yeah. So it's a little less heavy if it's just the freak show. Yeah. But yeah. You know, let's face it, we, we, we're, we're in a bizarre world right now because uh, we have pretty much the same years. Uh, we're more mature. Yeah. You know, the, the, old I, chickens I, make good well, soup. Well, <laughs> no, hold on. In Italy, the, I keep saying this. They don't say old. There's no real word for retire, mm-hmm. okay? You're more mature. Uh, if you were my brother, if you're two years older than me, I'd say, il mio fratello è più maturo. He's more mature than me. Oh. There's no age. You're not you older. A wrinkle queen. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and basically, you know, this necrophilia is next. That's fear of performance. Well, or <laughs> being a hostess hag. Hospice hag. Here's what I think. I think the world has become more and more uh, like a John Waters movie. This is the premise of how I want to talk about a lot of things because yeah. – Yes, we would be totally non-politically correct with things that we talked about even 15, 20, 30, 40 years. I think I am politically correct because the right people win. Okay. And I make fun of things I love, not hate. So I actually believe that I could argue every one of my films are politically correct. Well, I I think you would win that argument, (laughs) but depending on who you're talking to. But when you think of it, I mean, look at where the world's at today with this in- immediate access to technology and somebody something happens across the planet. We know about it 30 seconds later. And what do you think, speaking of one of your movies, Johnny Depp, what do you think of the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard? Oh, I never. This is personal life. He wouldn't want me talking no, about no, it. No, 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 no. But I always trial, joke, maybe they'll go back together. As, as a carnival act, as a <laughs> oh, circus. No, no. I'm not, that's one I'm not going to talk about. He's but, my friend, and he wouldn't want me talking okay. about that. Right, the thing enough. is, it became like a spectacle, certainly. Right. Yeah. It right. was a mini series. Yes. A soap opera. Right. And uh, I don't think either one of them wanted it to be that. But I'm, I'm not going to comment. The only thing I can think, if they wanted to really freak out the world, go back together. <laughs> no, I didn't need that to That would anything. be the horror movie, I just right? think as a circus act, as, yeah. as, as something that is. Well, but they're my friends. So they're in a circus act that I don't know if they wanted it to be a circus act. I don't know how they could have known it wouldn't have been. But um, that to me is more like the same reason where Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, when they went and they finally did a play called – Right. something his and hers and they yeah. were fighting on stage and they basically exploited their thing that's true they didn't make any money off that they spent right. a lot of money right right that's true even if who pays who they still all lost money so i, I have to bring this up because it's fun and it's uh, many years ago i um 
I had the first home video company back in the 70s, first mm -hmm. independent home video company. And we'd released some movies that were popular back in the day, like GrooveTube and Tunnel Vision, those films. And of course, I was a fan of your work. And then I had to, I had this plan to try to um, license the rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm -hmm. from New Line, from Bob Shea. Mm -hmm. And um, this was literally the early days. You know, videos weren't being rented. You can yeah. only buy them at for four, four forty nine ninety five. Mm -hmm. This is seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I felt the, this was going to be a game changer to be able to watch movies at will. You know, yeah. what a concept yeah. back then. Put midnight movies out of business. Well, what happened was I went to Bob and I said, "Look, I really want to do a deal." And I, I was getting these deals done for very little money because they didn't really understand it. I said, "Bob, I want to do a deal for Texas Chainsaw Massacre." and a couple other movies, and he basically said, look, the only way I'm gonna do that deal is if you take the entire library, which yeah. included Pink Flamingos. Oh, it was Pink, it wasn't Mondo Trash on Multiple Maniacs? It, it, there were three or four of them. Yeah. But Pink Flamingos was one of them, and the reason why I remember that yeah. is I had not seen it for yeah. whatever, I'd seen Mondo Trash Show, but I had not seen Pink Flamingos, and we were leasing these things to real Ma and Pa video stores, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so I think, unless I'm missing a beat here, I. We released your movies for the first people ever. What was the name of the company? Wizard Video. They might have. Yeah, that name's familiar. Um, I think they might have done Multiple Maniacs and Mondo Trash and not Pink Flamingos, but I could be wrong. I could be well, wrong. I know we released because, Pink Flamingos. Because they had my films, certainly. The first movie of mine they ever distributed was Pink Flamingos, right. New Line. And that was not until 1972. Right, but they so, still okay. have those rights. I like They did, right. but Chainsaw Massacre originally didn't come out with New Line. They got it later. It was uh, forget the t the company that released it because they all sued them and everything. Right. It but, was a but different company. But he wound company. up because yeah. the deal I made in the late seventies included. Yeah, in the late seventies, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, uh, there was no video in the early seventies. Yeah, yeah, First yeah, it was yeah. Betamax in nineteen seventy seven. The yeah. point is, I. I released several of your movies, Pink Flamingos, I'll never forget. Did you get busted ever with it or anything? We kind of did. Yeah. We, we got busted by people coming in. <laughs> but not by the police. No, no. No police busting. Just people who, because those early adopters, you know, they were buying at forty nine ninety five The French Connection, those kind of movies, yeah. and then Pink Flamingos. But know? I think the one Pink Flamingos did first come out, also the people that did know what it was bought yeah. it too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what's so amazing now that Criterion just put it out again, right. all restored everything, and we did a theatrical tour with it. And the audience we asked before, how many people are seeing this the first time? Three quarters of the audience. They were 20 years old. Whoa, isn't that and amazing? And it was great, though, because it still worked. They Absolutely. would be like, ah, ha in the beginning, and then they'd be stunned and <laughs> exactly. quiet, you know, and uh, so it still works. Yeah, I won. I am the filthiest person alive. So, oh, no. you're, you're, <laughs> so at the same time, I always meant that as a compliment because right. I thought trash was used up, and I hate the word camp. Seems right. so old yeah, school. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So to me, um, those movies, the horror movies that I loved growing up were never camp. No, me too. No, they were funny, and I actually think when horror eventually got funny, it lost me a little bit, I even agree. though Scream was a huge hit. But from then on, they all tried to be funny. Right, right. And it took something away from it till Saw came back and made torture porn, which I'm not a huge fan I'm, of I, either. I, 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 I'm and, much more blunt. I hate and, those and, movies. They're and, not my kind of movie. And I, what it's led to now is something I'm really against, real snuff movies on television. Horrible. Every night. The Post, New York Post, the, right. all the news show, this is graphic footage. And then they show a car accident. Yeah. They show somebody being murdered. I agree. They say a crime on the street. I don't want to look at snuff no, movies. No, nor do I, I like fake violence. I, I don't I like, like real uh, violence. We're totally insane. Yeah. And that's why, you know, but I want to know some of those earlier movies because I know you're a fan of Trog, which was <laughs> Well, Trog, I, we actually did at the British Film Institute. We found Trog, the actor that played him in uh, the British Film Institute found him no in a retirement community. And he came up as a surprise guest on I stage when we showed that. the movie. You can oh, see it online. Even that's him. hilarious. And he looked like David Lockery at 80. <laughs> he had like bleached hair. He used to right, be a right, wrestler. Right, right. He was oh, great. Funny. And we said, ladies and gentlemen, Trog. The audience was stupefied. That he actually was there. I just mentioned that because of Joan Crawford. Well, when she says, catch the ball, <laughs> or blue. Come this on. is blue. And this Trump. is a movie that no one's seen. Oh, they're, I know. No, everyone no. I know saw it. Well, but, yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying, no. those 20-odd-year-olds, the generation that are now yeah. looking at some of these older movies. Although that generation, a little older than them, are the ones that 
rediscovered all this stuff because my generation didn't go see exploitation films anymore. But they discovered them and they made them famous, I think. I think the generation two or three before us revived them in the revival houses and brought them back and everything. Well, today also, I mean, unlike back in the day, um, you know, if you were interested in a filmmaker, you wanted to understand body of work. You, I mean, you, there's no app. You couldn't go to Google and yeah, figure yeah. this. Today, it's just, it's all there. In well, no, seconds. you ask your phone, who played Trog? And one <laughs> minute tells right, you, otherwise right. I would have had to go to the library, get out microfilm, microfilms, exactly. look it up, it would take all day to exactly, find the answer. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. not only was the information hard to get and it took work, but then there was no access to these films. You know, how would you yeah. see these movies? Well, video that's true. And maybe they were more magical because you couldn't watch them right. ever again. Very you couldn't true. rewind them. You couldn't do anything. It was exactly. just your memory of them. Well, you could see them maybe. Maybe in Revival in Houses revival way house. later. Though. Exactly. But certainly that or was why they were TV. so hit. They were such big hits, Revival They also theaters. played some of them actually yeah. in late night TV with all the good stuff cut, cut out. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait a minute, what about that scene? God knows even Frankenstein throwing the little... Yeah, well, I watched, see, I watched those early movies as a kid. I mean, I William Castle was the one that, for me, that, oh, of course, totally. I've written about him. I wrote the introduction to his thing. I'm still friends with Terry Castle, oh, his daughter. I played him on television and right. feud. So right. William Castle really was my idol and still is, really. Right. I learned a lot from him. The best. But in the very beginning, I watched Frankenstein on television. You're right where I first saw it. Yeah. And my parents didn't want to take me to horror movies. They didn't like them. But right. I did. And I would cut out the ads for them right. and keep little scrapbooks and pretend I owned a movie theater where I right. would show right. horror <laughs> movies and disreputable movies. And then in Catholic Sunday school, they would read us the list of movies that were condemned and the horror movies you weren't usually they were B morally objectionable in part for all. I want to know which part. Well, wait, which wait. part was morally <laughs> wait, so like, objectionable? Do you remember some of the movies on that list? The 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 obje- I mean, was well, Frankenstein on there? No, no, Frankenstein was so early. Uh, I don't remember completely, but all like Roger Corman movies, really. You know, and like anything that had tits or you Ugh. know. And what, Roger Corman what taught is wrong me with the tits. Why but, did tits become such well, a bummer? What I had to, if you've watched Censorship Rules Fall, at which I did from the very beginning, you had to suffer through nudist camp movies first. You saw right. a woman's ass, <laughs> right. then tits, right. then a vagina, then right. a men's ass, right. a men's dick, right. fucking, right. and then oral sex. Right. And then it was, who cared anymore? Right. So it was porno. Right. And then right. exploitation was over. So that's the history of it that I watched. Right. I suffered through many. Nude on the Moon, Doris Wishman, and that kind of stuff, which was their own kind of horror, really. I mean, (laughs) uh, a different kind, though. But the horror movies I remember, like today, big budget ones with all these special effects. To me, they look like a science project. They don't look like a movie. I liked opticals. I like when um, you have to see the grain. They might have looked fake, but Gorgo beginning is much scarier and better than the new one that cost $80 billion. I I am... Again, I I could go on and on. But about maybe the exact it's just because we were young and saw them. No, for the first I think time. well, that's part of it. But the, so much of the magic is gone. I mean, I'm a big fan of stop motion animation. You know, any movie that had three stop motion shots, I go, I got to go see this yeah, film. Yeah. That was in the trailer. And yeah, those optical effects. There was something more raw and more organic. But in even my a opinion. person, the the creature, of the Black Lagoon. Right. That, and where I was young, when this movie theater, the Senator, had a special room you could rent to have birthday parties in that was soundproof upstairs. Oh really? Oh, that's fun. And I think I saw Buana Junction. Wasn't that the first three D? Three D. Did an arrow? Yes. Okay. Best huge use of three D ever. Huge for me. That that is what I saw. That's right. maybe the first real horror movie I saw in a in a theater, but. I always loved to go to horror movies after William Castle. And right. then uh, when I could drive or go to the drive-in. And then all new new Roger Corman's movies, yes. then New World, his competition, or was right. that him? It was, became his him competition. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. All those kind of movies. And Herschel Gordon Lewis, to me, yeah. that was the king. And I interviewed him for my book, Shock Radio. And I met, met him. him. I was had lunch with him about six months before he died. Oh. I was still in touch with him. He had a great sense of humor. He was a showman. He... Uh, but those movies at the time, you know, that's the thing that's so different. My films never worked in exploitation films, cause right. theaters, because they knew I was, they smelled a rat, me. Right. <laughs> when people went to see 2000 Maniacs, they were scared. Right. They weren't laughing. No, they were. They were puking in the barf bag for real and left it that in the theater. True. They didn't that take it home and frame it. <laughs> people were jerking off at Russ Meyer movies. They all weren't true. laughing at big tits. Yeah. Uh, so the hipsters and all the people that discovered them for their ironic, thing right. 
kind of ruined it in a way because they never thought they were funny. And I would go see them in Baltimore at the most frightening theaters that right. we had. And one was the town theater. I remember so it was carved in the door. If you come in these door, you be killed. K-I-L-T. I thought, <laughs> of course. Oh, that's nice. And, and then I would that's go great. see movies like, like Drum or Mandingo. And there would be like three white people at the end. They're being boiled in a pot you know, by you slaves know, that have taken the, over. The you most, think, oh, am I going to get out of here alive? The most know? fun that I've had watching these bizarro films was when I came back because I lived in Italy. I grew up in Italy. So yeah. I, I, at age 20, I came back to the States. The family came back. And I started seeing some of these movies on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. where most of the audience was black. Yeah. And they were yelling and screaming at the screen. What and, they and, would and, yell in Baltimore for gore was, let me see some green. And but, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> no, it meant I, gore. I forget all the terminology, but but that audience participation made it so fun. Oh, Don't yeah. go in there, bitch! You know, yeah, they, know. They, oh, and it, it, was, it made these movies that now, I've seen, I've re-seen, or I looked at some of these movies again recently for whatever reason, and, and they're fun, but I'm thinking, I really miss that audience. You know, I well, miss that I miss an audience. Vibe, well, man. I don't miss the audience today because they'd be talking on their phone, which Ugh. makes me crazy. Oh, my God. But yes, yelling <laughs> stuff out would be really funny. I remember the story. Baltimore didn't make many movies there, but they made one called Slaves, and Diane, Dionne Warwick was the star of it. Okay, and wow, they had the premiere that. in Baltimore. And she stepped out of the limousine, somebody said, give me a dollar, bitch, give me a dollar. <laughs> and I thought this was so funny. It was so Baltimore. Oh, you my know, God. Welcome to Baltimore. But, wow. uh, it was, but the exploitation theaters there were giant business. And I used to read Variety wow. always. When I was 14 years oh, yeah. old, I read Variety. <laughs> I loved the, yes, That's I loved the grosses. They did every I exploitation so theater. You know, Me too. Every, every morning. I get and the know. grosses would be unbelievable right. how high they right. were. You yeah. know, it would be packed. And so this was exciting. Yeah. But then regular people didn't know what these movies were. Right. And, uh, and they were only really reviewed in Variety. Right. I mean, once in a while, the, that's the, the true. No, the New York Times them. didn't review any of Herschel Gordon Lewis's movies. You know, uh, that, that would I not. I wonder if they uh, did. Uh, no, well, maybe later. Unlikely. But no, they never reviewed Pink Flamingos. To this day, it was not really? fit to print. Even when it not came out for the 25th anniversary, they never reviewed it. They wrote about it in think pieces, and Vincent Camby did, right, but right. never reviewed. It's never yes. been reviewed for the New York Times. They've been lovely to me about everything else, though. I'm not complaining. What, what you said earlier about these big event tentpole movies. I just want to go back to that for a second because much like you, I mean, you know, the, the, the horror movies and the great sci-fi movies of the 60s and 70s, Ray Harryhausen's films, Jason and the Argonauts, you yeah. know, there was a smattering of special effects and I loved the vibe of those effects more because it was as you, optical, stop motion animation. The CGI thing generally to, to me is very cartoony. It looks, I think I'm looking at a video game. You know, that's what well, it is, I, but that's what they like. That's what they like. Well, We're dating ourselves because young people, that is what they want. I, I'm they not would sure. hate what we had. I think it is. Because, Where, because if you ever you think that it was well, better we when had, we were younger, that means Well, no, no, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> but, you know, the, the look, a good story is a good story. The, the earlier movies were much more character driven. The special effects were used very sparingly, so they were way more exciting than these movies yeah. where eighty percent of the beginning. movie And also if you've seen the trailer, you've seen every effect seen, they exactly. show every single so, they show the plot, the yeah. the pitch of the know, movie is the trailer. In yeah. order the right. plot. So why go? The last great trailer for a big Hollywood horror movie was Alien. Yeah. Because that was just they didn't show anything. It was yeah. the egg, you know. Yeah. There are other trailers that were like that back in those days. But I remember now when I see a trailer, I think, oh, good, I won't see that one. It does the <laughs> right, exact right. opposite of what you, it's a warning. Do right, not see this right. movie. I so think. the question yeah. is, are these people, these people, the young kids who are watching these movies and you say they, they like these movies. They're having just as much fun as we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are, but they don't want art films either, pretty much. That is true. They don't want, they like to see big Hollywood movies That's in true. a mall. Yeah. In stadium seating, which I always say, why is Ben Hur playing? I think uh, that you know, mainly that because do like that. that I they watch it all at home. They're I, used to. I, I, I think mainly because of COVID, which kind of advanced all of this, good, bad, or indifferent, many, many years. I think a lot of people want to see these things at home now. You know, for a few hundred bucks, you fill the wall up. And with, that's with the an audience. Image. The only audience that didn't come back to the theaters right. were old people who went to art films. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's mostly who go to art films still. Yeah. Gray-haired people, and. Uh, <laughs> It is. And, uh, well, and so, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the 60s or the 70s. Oh, then. Art films then, I remember when they first came to Baltimore, they weren't horror, though. They were three theaters. And the Playhouse, the 
five west in the seven east okay. and they served espresso coffee which was which like, didn't ex- damn which w- this is beatniks right which this didn't was, exist almost no and anywhere. it was like you went to see foreign films where right. you saw tits right oh thank god and got good reviews mm-hmm. And that theater made $2,500 every single week, no matter what they played. It was wow. like amazing. Or wow. else they just reported the gross that Expresso. and kept the rest of the money. Wow. But they always had – I've never heard of it. No one had heard Do you know, of it, when right? I, I, again, growing up in Italy, I came back in 1970, 71, and I could not find a, uh, an espresso or a cappuccino anywhere in town. It did not – now it's every three seconds. Should have come corner. to Baltimore the But movies. you could not only find <laughs> not find it, but if you went to a fancy restaurant, they had a cappuccino on the menu. It always had liqueur in it. They always put yeah. some – because they thought that's what Americans want is a yeah. cappuccino with some booze in it. So the fact that you had Expresso in Baltimore, it that was pretty, in it. pretty cool. Yeah. And then – but the horror movies even still – I mean then a movie opened first run downtown in one theater, played three weeks. Right. And it five weeks later would come to the Neighborhood Theater, right. which is the Towson movie right. theater where I went. Right. And they had a program. Everything was coming in, all the horror ads and everything. Right, right, right. You'd go see it there. And uh, I remember when the William Castle movie, The Tingler, came to oh, my the theater, they oh, only God. wired about four seats oh, in no, the whole place. No. Well, imagine today. Yeah, that would yeah. never happen. Wiring. I have the instructions about to do it. It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, Each that, that, seat had a wire with three things that went up onto wow. another one, went under the carpet. I mean, that's like complicated. For those who are, have no clue what you're talking about, explain what The well, Tingler the, the was tingler and, and, and what the gimmick was. Had a, it was about... This thing that grew in you when you were right. frightened, an right. animal, and right. the only way you could kill it is to scream. Right. And of course, there's a mute <laughs> in it who can't. But it gets loose in the movie theater, and right. everybody says, scream, scream for your life. And then buzzers went off under your seat that supposedly right. gave you a little shock, but right. it didn't. It just was like a hand buzzer right. like right. that. Right. But people went crazy. People well, went for sure. absolutely people crazy. Are star- even yeah. today, I bet you if you did something similar. Well, we similar. set that up in the new art here when we did right. – a long time ago, right. had William Castle Festival. We did that. The skeleton flying in the audience, the which he had in, uh, he had in uh, House on Haunted Hill. The ghost viewers. I always wanted to do it. In my movies where it would be the gay viewers, where if you put through the red, you could see the closet queens. If you like, I love that idea. You could see the people that weren't that gay. That is hilarious. And like, you know, could reveal that. Kind of gay vision. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So just do all the particular. Uh, and then he had Coward's Corner, where you're too frightened. You came to the end. You got your so money back. Yeah. Or the Punishment Pole, where you had it up. The right. Billy had two endings. Nobody There's ever. It's a great documentary that yeah. people can watch yeah. on, on it's William really good. Castle. Was it called was, Spine Tingler? Maybe? I think so. Yeah. I think so. But, but so you, anyway, you were inspired. Oh, go on. Finish, I was finish. inspired by all that. And certainly the drive-ins where I lived had the goriest gore movies, you right, know, that right. came with her. Hersch, a lot of people imitated Herschel Gore. Right. Lewis. After True. Blood Feast and 2000 Maniacs, there yeah. was a lot of imitators. And, uh, and I remember going there and seeing one – people could go to the drive-in and walk in and sit by themselves at this little pole with a speaker. Even in the that. winter, the loneliest uh, the, person in the they world. They could sit outside that, with yeah, a little – That went to I the drive-in, know. walked in. And I remember looking at that person to watch Blood Feast <laughs> sitting there with a <laughs> – oh, I wish – that was a Diane Arbus shot if you ever knew. Oh, I'm sitting there God. alone with a – Vomit bag watching Blood Feast by himself. <laughs> Incredibly sad. And when we used to go to those movies, we would drink too. We had to take caseloads of beer and everything. Right, and right, I'd right. always forget to take the speaker and the heater. They had heaters too that shot flames in the car. <laughs> forget to take it out of the window and rip up driveway and pull the whole car, pole out, dragging the car, ripping that my father's un- window un- out. Oh, this I car. So, oh, God. I'm, I'm so bummed that I missed that era because, again, I. Maybe culturally deprived. I grew up in Italy, right? Yeah. So I was not here, and I never went to a drive-in until later when it was more like a thing. Let's go yeah. see what it was like to be in and a COVID drive-in. made it a big thing again. Yeah, in a good way. In a good yeah. way, but I, still, I did uh, at the New York Film Festival. We did Solo and uh, Climax at the drive-in, but Gaspar Noe's movie, two of the most shocking, great movies ever. Whoa. And we had an art drive-in at the Bronx Zoo outside. It was amazing. Oh my goodness! And I said, every you know, when I went to the drive-in. Every time you saw tits or gore, you honked. Yes, of course. <laughs> so in this, I said, every time you see art, honk. So it was great. So if the you're looking look at movies today on, on Tubi or Amazon, yeah. there'd be very little honking because now we're in a, in a world where literally all that is gone. They do not want to put up – yeah, no problem with heads exploding and guts flying. Yeah. But an extra booby or two completely gets you in trouble, well, can which you, is I weird. Mean, you can, I think you can have PG-13 with – a few boobs. Yeah, PG-13, you can say fuck once yeah. in a non-sexual way. Right. <laughs> but you can't right. say I want to fuck. But you can yes. say, oh, fuck twice. Right. 
You can do, okay, and that is that. the rule. Yeah, is it still the rule? I don't know. I, that, think, I, I think language between no one cares. PG and P. No, they do care. Oh, between really? PG and PG thirteen, that used to be the rule, definitely. So, of all your amazing movies, uh, which one did you have to fight the hardest to try to get the rating? Because I know a lot of them were. Uh, well, the one I lost was a dirty shame. The last one I got an NC seventeen rating, and I said, "What can I cut?" And she said, "We stopped taking notes," <laughs> which sent my, turned oh, my bitch. blood to ice oh, water. No, and then I went and testified and you know i said this you're supposed to tell your kids about sex this right, is a comedy right. but then they wouldn't let me first said i couldn't call the movie pecker so i appealed and i went and said really? what angry child carves the word pecker in his desk what misogynist right. says suck my pecker right, to a girlfriend right, right, right. and i won that they let me call that but i thought but more, all more mainstream, them. like hairspray. No, I didn't I, fight. I was shocked. I wanted to fight the other way because I got a PG on that. Oh, I was okay. shocked. But a new line wanted me to say, "Put the word shit in so we get a PG thirteen. I said, "No, How weird. The shock is keep it PG." Right, right. I fought with Crybaby. That was the one where Patricia Hearst said, "Fuck." You could say it twice, not three times. We put a beep in, and they had never done that. I really had to fight to get the beep in. <sighs> Bizarre. Uh, Cecil beat a man and we expected an R and we got one uh, yeah, Syria Mom movie, we expected an R that's kind of near and dear to what I just whatever thank you is. so all the other ones I always fought with them it was that same woman Joan she's finally gone and she tries to be real nice and offers <laughs> your cookies when you're there <laughs> I so do take remember take those Joan. cookies and throw you know, them at her just so you probably yeah. know but maybe you haven't seen any of my movies I've made hundreds and hundreds yeah. you know like the one we're shooting now is number 363, wow, if you can even so imagine. Great, right? And now, because of the way we release them, we have our own streaming site. It's different. But back Do you have the, to get a rating? Not really. But but Amazon, for instance, if they're not happy, there's an extra boob or something that, that they take it right down. So, you know, within certain limitations, we can only put up. And it's a, unfortunate because there are a lot of classic cult movies or yeah. that I'd like to put up that we can't because yeah. they've got weird scenes. Well, I think one time the Sundance Channel showed Pink Flamingos on and they called up and the director's guild called and said, they want to cut the blowjob and the chickens fuck. I said, okay, <laughs> cut it out. They forgot to. Oh, my God. And they That's showed it. Perfect. I thought, imagine, people are watching with their families. Well, if you fucking kill a chicken, you have to eat it afterwards. <laughs> <That's right>. and, <laughs> and then the other one that we fought with the Motion Picture Association, uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't ever do that before. But, oh, I know. I got my revenge on them. Because okay. when Pink Flamingos <laughs> finally came out as the 25th anniversary, we had to get a rating to play in the right. theaters. We said, you don't have to watch it. We know it's NC-17. They said, no, we have to watch it. Uh, so like, Good. <laughs> they had to sit there and suffer through that. And you should read their reading why I got an oh, NC-17. It says, God. because of this and this and this and this. And this. That helped. Hilarious. You know? But as a t at a time... X was a selling point before it made, became NC-17. Yeah, yeah. I remember Russ Meyer movies had giant X's oh, blinking yeah, outside yeah, the theater right, for Vixen right. with a big X. So that, it's gone. That whole yeah, totally market gone. is When gone. porn became illegal because then it got triple X and double X. And a movie that I made. Now porno is free. What a terrible idea. It's the worst. You How know what, can you the, jerk off for free? You have to have <laughs> guilt. It don't know, it's, well, I could get into that. But <laughs> I will say that, in the again, the early days of video, and I was there day one, for a brief period of time, the guys who had those porno movies, like Deep Throat, others, made a fortune. Oh, because Because there was no rental, so you had to spend $100 to get The Devil and Miss Jones. Yeah. $100. And they were shipping tens of thousands. But what happened, they bust the print and they bring another print right in, right yeah, after. Yeah, oh, yeah. Show. But those prints weren't cheap. No, no, no. They were 35-millimeter prints. Yeah, but once they had the master, they didn't have to worry about any yeah, print. Probably. They just kept replicating. No, yeah. those early – I know No, but they made – Fortune. They made a fortune. Yeah. Now it is literally free. Who would have thought? The and there are no porn fruit. stars anymore. And and yeah, well. because it's free. And uh, yeah, you can just think of the most hideous sex act. Type it in your computer, and in one minute it comes up for free. Exactly. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, you used to have to go downtown, and, and sneak in, pretend. I used to steal shit. I was too embarrassed to buy it right. when I was 14 and 15. As it should be. Yeah. As it yeah. should be. But I will say, just as a quick note on movies I've made and, and of course none of them are similar to yours I made a few that I think you what's the enjoy. biggest hit you ever made I've had a bunch I had a movie called Ghoulies no of course that was a huge of, hit yeah uh, what did the worst of every movie you ever made oh god I can't even I don't even want to think about that right, I'm trying to think uh, a movie uh, Reanimator if you ever saw Reanimator yes, yeah, yeah, From yeah, Beyond yeah, 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 Troll yeah, yeah. lots made, of good ones lot, Sonny yeah. Bono was in that right yeah, and he was in Hairspray yeah. he wasn't poor he was great when he worked with well, us well I just feel bad that he smashed his, he, yeah. how he Dying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's there's endless amount of movies. It's a high class off way of to die. Twelve puppet master movies. Uh, anyway, a lot of movies yeah. that I've over many many years. 
But so I, Roger Corman didn't have you killed? No, no, because <laughs> his movies and mine were a little different, and we've been friends since 1980. Yeah. I actually rented his his lumberyard slash studio in Santa mm-hmm. Monica to make ghoulies. That's where I made mm-hmm. ghoulies. But about two and a half, three years ago, whenever COVID was just happening, I decided, well, I'm going to make kind of a black comedy about COVID, which was probably which a bad idea. Which was smart, idea. too, because I kept saying, why did nobody do a novelty song about COVID? There would have been I any other time. I made the first COVID movie on oh, Twitter good. called Corona Zombies. That's great. And I'm I giving always it thought, to you. Thank you. Yes, you're Who, I always thought uh, would be the best director for, uh, <laughs> for any Virus movie is David Cronenberg. All his oh, movies were kind well, of the, that. And the most recent one, I love yeah. his. Stuff. I haven't seen him dying. Hard, hard, yeah. hard, hard for me, hard yeah. to watch. But so I made Corona Zombies. Literally, we shot That's it the fun. day of the lockdown. Got a tremendous amount of press. It's actually a very clever movie. Yeah. And of course, I was making fun of all the stuff that people were all uptight about the thing in washing and the mask. Yeah. And, and of course, many of the reviews just were like, "You are a dick, you know, you suck. How could you do such a horrible thing? People are dying. And then there were reviews that said, hey, that's awesome. It's funny. Now, of course, it's been sort of rediscovered because what I was making fun of way too soon, I guess, were all the all the silliness we went through, you know, and Well, was else. it silly then? I mean, I remember, yeah, like wiping down the groceries like an insane Joan Crawford. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. No, no. Um, I mean, it wasn't but maybe silly. you should have done that then. I don't well, know. Well, no. Yeah. Now they – I mean, who wants to talk about COVID? But No, it's know, an old subject. But, it, but it's easy in hindsight to say, oh, we should have done this. We should have done yeah. that. And people were freaked out. But I, I, I did find humor in it. So if you ever have a chance – Yes, I will. Because well. what I did – because I couldn't really go out and make movies then. It was really hard with the crew. Yeah. So I came up with a formula – where we took purchased the rights to some old classic, in this case, an old Italian zombie movie. Mm-hmm. To- did a Woody Allen, took all the tracks out, yeah. put in you know current stuff, and then we had as a bookend this, these ditzy girls who are watching it and they don't know. She takes a shower with her clothes on because right, she doesn't right, know right. the COVID rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we did that and got into. A did lot you of send one to, Nagu- to uh, Dr. Fauci? No, no, <laughs> you should no. have. He could put it in his office. No, poor Fauci. He probably had it. Well, he got it too. Now, even well, I didn't this week. Uh, Biden's wife got yeah. it. So, and Biden yeah. had it. So, you know, it's equal opportunity. It, it is yeah. exactly that. And and not speaking about this at all next you week. You ought to make a horror movie about monkey balls. That's the I'm one. I'm so not interested in monkey balls. Oh, <laughs> that's the one I've... Are you well, kidding? It's in Provincetown where they... You get it on your balls. I've seen pictures of <laughs> okay. like goiters hanging off testicles. Nice look for summer. And, uh, you know, so I'm telling you, I fear monkey balls. I know it's called monkey pox, but (laughs) I live in Provincetown, which is very gay. And so the only all the vaccines in the country they sent there. They have it right now. Everybody <laughs> can sure. get that it's shot. Like, because, and they said, you get it from bear cuddle piles. Oh, my God. I'm, Even on know, my worst night, I have not been in a bear cuddle okay, pile. Well, but <laughs> I'm getting older. You never know. So once I get that shot, I'll be diving in there. I, Monkey I, balls I, I, at 90. It, That's it, a good if, look. If, if it's <laughs> 90. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not 80 My yet, brain just got wiped clean of any good <laughs> thoughts because of Monkey Balls, which is a good title for a movie. Yeah, it's a good exploitation movie. It's a very it's a yeah, good exploitation I got Monkey Balls. And I saw today on a plane a person in shorts, which pisses me oh, off. Oh, me too. No grown man. Right. Nobody over 18 should have a short, even in August. He's sitting there. Picking at his legs. I thought, you got monkey balls? Is, <laughs> oh, my God. I hope you're not sitting next to me rubbing up your monkey ball legs. Why, did, why do grown men, you know, especially men who have some you know, no. size on them, want to, what's this shorts thing? What do they want to look like? Well, no, they don't boys? even. Shorts is dressed up these days. It's pajama bottoms cut off, right, dirty, right. filthy T-shirts. <laughs> and you know those little cards they have, which I have never – I want, but I never have the nerve to give somebody that says stop talking. Right. Well, they have, I love on airplanes when people are like, anyway, what's my cancer results? Right, right. You know, but, uh, <laughs> so then I want one of those that says nice outfit. So <laughs> just go, excuse me. <laughs> Walk away, but well, you should, somebody no, don't punch do that. You. The world's somebody too exactly. The, yeah, two, the yeah. world's too weird. I'm going to switch over quickly to Bill Maher. All right. He, yeah. First, I'm a big fan. He's going to be here one day soon. Um, Me too. I did a show from the very first time on Politically Incorrect. I know the first you did. Show. So yeah. a, anytime you're, I, I've, I don't think I've missed a show. And anytime you're on the show, it's a great show. And Thank you're you. up, you're going on next I'm Friday. I'm going on Friday. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So remind Bill Maher that I gave him his first break. Okay, we made a movie called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> What's he play? He plays sort of the Harrison Ford sort of dude, and then we had Shannon Tweed. and um, So he's got a major part in it. And Adrian Barbeau, yes. So it's not like he's a cameo. No, 
No, oh, he's he's like the the dude. And, he's the Harrison Ford. He's the Harrison Ford, and it came out and it did relatively well back in the day. And then he started politically incorrect, and then dissolved many years later. Uh, Harper Collins came to me through an agent saying, "Hey, we we know your history is pretty crazy. Do you want to write a biography, and we'll hook you up with a a writer? Because I'm not a writer, I can mm-hmm. tell stories." So they hooked me up with an amazing guy named Adam Felber, who was the head writer of Bill Maher's show mm-hmm. for 11 years. He said he knows you. He's met you at yeah. parties or after yeah. parties or great guy. So the book came out, and I'm going to give it to you. All right. Yes. And my hand, my handwriting is terrible, but I, I this is true. I said with much admiration. Oh, thank you All very right. much. So it's thank called you. Confessions of a Puppet Master. Oh, that's great. Were you a puppeteer? Not at all. See, I was I, when I was okay. young. And all directors usually are. And actors always say, we're not your puppets. And they all think, oh, you sure. You <laughs> well, I kind say of that have been a puppet like master that. for yeah. good and bad and yeah, thick yeah. and thin. But the over. puppet master was a movie, too. Yeah, I made yeah, 12 definitely. Of them. That's what I mean. The like, minute there's a, a penny to be made. <laughs> You can make 12. I tried to make... I wrote three sequels to Hairspray that were paid by Hollywood that never got made. Really? I did a sequel oh, to Pink Flamingos that came out as a book that never got made. Right. Um, yeah, I could do sequels to all of them, really. Well, why don't we do a movie? We're e- we're, I'll tell you how easy it is with Full Moon. Yeah. We have an incredible facility in Cleveland. I know it sounds strange. Beautiful place to shoot. Used to be the wealthiest city in America. Mm-hmm. Endless locations. All you have to do is say, Charlie, I need 10 days, 15 days. You can't have more than 20 because yeah, yeah. where was this low budget? And we could go make a movie. Well, I got two that could happen, so I'm going to zip it. I'm not allowed to talk Okay. About. Well, I'm just saying. If you ever, thank you. If thank you ever you. think, well, maybe it's just for fun, no hassles. It's never fun to make a movie. Well, to me, okay, then, then forget it. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> what, work what that I'm proud of, it, but it's right. not fun. I hate that. I hate when I'm in a movie and director says, just have fun with it. No, get a good writer. Right, right. You right. know, well, I, you didn't mean for me, fun the, the, with the, it. Ha-ha, give me a drink. Hi. <laughs> no, Want to get laid? No, you know, it's, that's it's, No, it's not that at not. all. But, but there's something <laughs> about giving birth to the idea and, and the excitement of going out. Yeah, then when you're actually on set, it's I mean, it's making not, it real right. when you're shooting it and you don't have the light and the, right. the, somebody this, right. was in the wrong hand, the right. shot doesn't match, and uh, it starts raining. And the, All true. Yeah, that but, is not fun. Let me rephrase it. If you're yeah. in the mood for like three weeks of torture one day. Yeah, okay. Then, <laughs> and, yeah, okay. And you think, well, maybe that Charlie is a point. Right, I can go to Cleveland right, and do right. something clever. All right. Anyway, but going back to the 60s, I know we're jumping back and forth, but why not? Tell us a little bit about Andy Warhol, because I am so— Well, I wrote a lot about him. The only thing—I mean, like, I didn't meet him. I, I would used to, and even in high school, would run away to New York and see all the movies. Right, and, right. You know, but I didn't know him. I was 10 years, 12 years oh, younger. Right, okay. So, right. Um, but I would see, like, Empire and Blowjob and all those things that the filmmakers Tell people about Blowjob. Remember, most of our well, audience— Blowjob's are... so great. It's just a guy <laughs> getting blown. You don't right. see anything below right. the waist, but it's him, you know, through the whole <laughs> it's thing. The, it's really it's good. Like it's really—it's sexy, too. And, and this— these movies were released in theaters. Well, at the Filmmakers kind of. Cooperative, if you could call that a theater, it was. They, it, believe me, it didn't play at oh, it the didn't. mall. No, uh, no, no, it not played at Jonas Mikas's theater. Okay, was, okay, okay. Avant, you know, really avant-garde. But Andy, I didn't meet until Pink Flamingos. Even though before he made a movie about the Kennedy assassination at the exact same time I did in oh, 1967, wow. and Divine okay. played Jackie, but he just had it on a couch. We had a car and everything. I didn't even know he made that movie till way, way later. That's he never crazy. released it. He made. He was making Trash when I made Mondo Trash. We didn't know it That's at incredible. the same time. And then we met him when Pink Flamingos became a hit in New York. Um, Fran Leibowitz and Glenn O'Brien took me. They worked at Interview. To meet Andy. So my gang and his gang met. So it was at the factory. Oh, Divine man. came, met Candy Darling. It was a whole big thing. Andy hid in the closet. He finally, when it was over, took just me in the back. And he said, it's great. You should make the exact movie again, the same movie, you know, Warhol. Then he said, what are you doing next? And I said, female trouble. And he said, I'll pay for it. And I oh, didn't wow, because didn't. wisely okay. it would have been Andy Warhol's female trouble. But so what? That's what right. he did. It was a great right. offer, you right. know, but right. I went ahead and got my father to pay for it and I paid him back. Oh, uh, my God. But it was great. lovely that he did. And he was very supportive. He told Fellini in print to go see Pink Flamingos. He put Divine on the cover of Interview. So I was never friends with him, but I mean, I knew him. Oh, he was supportive en- of things for me always. Yeah, those encounters are and, uh, amazing. I went to his funeral. Oh. So I miss him. And then I wrote a whole thing in my last book. Uh, which, yeah, Mr. not my last book, but Mr. Know-It-All, about why are people making him the villain now? I have right. a whole thing sticking up for him. We would never hurt all these people without him. He was no. the first person that branded. Absolutely. Well, Disney was, and, but he loved br- Disney. You don't have a little beautiful piece of art at your home? Oh, I do. Oh, good for I you. I have the Warhol asshole. 
Okay. <laughs> the painting of an asshole is a pretty good one. I, I and I treated myself. To this, I yes. treated myself when I made a Hollywood movie and went in and bought it, and I wrote on the check, asshole, Andy World's <laughs> asshole. And then they unveiled it like in a movie. They took the black cloth off, and it was the biggest hanging right across from my bed in New York. <laughs> I have um, the Jackie Kennedy, Jack, Silver Jackie silkscreen from 1964. I got then. It was $100. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. So I have the original flyer for Empire. What other war? I have the original Campbell Soup imitation that's framed. Right, right. So I do have some Warhol, yeah. That is fantastic. And you mentioned Divine and your book. I want to talk about that in a minute. But so I I met met Divine briefly in Cannes many, many years ago. Oh, my God. I just thought, I want to know this person. I want to have a chat. It was two minutes. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, what was he there for in Cannes? Because I I was never there with him in Cannes. It was Early 80s, something like that. I, he that wasn't possible? there for Hairspray. Well, he I died. That's right. He died two weeks after Hairspray came out. So oh. it would have been before then. Maybe. Uh, who knows? He might have been with Trouble in Mind or maybe the, the Alan Rudolph movie yeah, or something. I was just yeah. introduced yeah. to him and that yeah. was uh, But he was dressed as divine or yeah. a man? Divine. But as a woman? Yes. I wonder what that was for. I don't know. Maybe could, it was for Polly. Who knows? To... Yeah. No, I'm just trying to think. I was never in Cam with Divine. And I was in Cam a lot of times. Right, right. I was there with Melanie Griffiths. I was there with Catherine Turner. I was there with Ricky Lake. I was there at the end, but never with Divine, I don't okay. think. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, you know, it's funny. Maybe it was an uh, as we are more mature yeah, yeah. now in life, yeah. you know, some of these memories, for me at least, mine get a little foggy. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't forget most of this. Or but... people say to me, you remember this, and I don't, but when they say it, I say, oh, that's true. You didn't make that up. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Somebody told me recently I was on a plane, a little plane, and it's six seats, and it had turbulence. And I and the guy next to me said, um, you know, you were on no. And so he told me another time, the guy said, you know, you were on a plane next to me before and that happened. And you said, Ricky Nelson, the big bopper, Patsy Klein, Otis Redding. And I thought, did I really do? I, he didn't make that up. No. That's, you know, that's I did do that. But I can't believe that I would whisper to him all the names that is of funny. celebrities that were killed on little planes uh, while we were having. Yeah, I, I haven't. That's I, I haven't really have a memory of convenience, things that are unpleasant in my life. I kind of somehow managed to wipe them clean, but that well, destroys other things. So. <laughs> This wasn't unpleasant to him or me. (laughs) Okay. But I got to mention some of your books because first, Carsick. Okay. That's when I hitchhiked across America by myself. Tell people just for a few minutes because it's such a great – all your ideas are amazing. Execution. Well, it's exploitation. That's what it was. It It, it was my stunt for the book is I I always hitchhiked when I was young and then I hitchhiked a little bit later. So I loved hitchhiking. But weren't you afraid a little bit? No. Really? No. I wasn't afraid when I did it this time either. But um, I did wow. hitchhike across the country from Baltimore to San Francisco. I was 66 years old by myself. Uh, and, wow. uh, and then the book is the first part I wrote, The Worst Rides That Could Happen and the Best Fiction. Right, and then I right. wrote What Really Happened, which is not quite as dramatic. Of course. But the people were great. You know, I didn't have a bad ride. I would have gotten in with Ted Bundy in that Volkswagen I wanted to ride so badly for so long. Sometimes I stood there for 10 hours. Wow. And then in my other stunt, I guess I did in my book, Mr. Know-It-All, I took acid again at 70 years old with Ming Stolen. I hadn't done it for 50 <laughs> years. I mean, I had really strong acid. The strongest I ever took right. it was great. I don't tell young people to take acid. I right. tell old people to Okay. <laughs> That's right. It's not a senior moment. You're tripping. I'm, I'm – uh, <laughs> oh, wow. And then my last book is called Liar Mouth, which is fiction. Another great title. These <laughs> are great. You. I love Thank Liar you. Mouth. I love titles. It's important title. Uh, that's my whole First business. First thing I think up. That's my whole business yeah, here. Yeah. If I don't have a title and a good piece of art, I have yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, that's nothing. what Roger Corman always said, too. He yeah. thought up the title and the ad campaign first. Yeah. Roger and I are in sync with that. Yeah, yeah. Me, too. Or what genre I'm satirizing. Right. But you always satirize the same genre. Liar mouth. Pretty much. Liar mouth is more film noir, kind of. It's about a woman that steals suitcases in airports. Here's the trailer. Marsha Sprinkle. Suitcase thief. Her children and animals. Animals and no animals and children hate her. Her own family wants her dead. She's on the run with a big chip on her shoulder. They called her liar mouth until one insane man made her tell the truth. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I got a trailer. Why don't for you make everything. that movie? Well, we're thinking about it. All right. Well, okay. If all that runs It'll out, it'll be NC seventeen. If, if, great. If all that peters out, Cleveland. Okay. All right, liar right, mouth. Cleveland. You know, the vibe Where the is, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. The only difference about Cleveland and Baltimore is Cleveland used to have a bad image of itself. Baltimore right. didn't. Correct. Do they have a better one now? Yes. Okay. 
It's actually, I mean, I stumbled on it, literally. It's, it's an amazing place. Aside from being the wealthiest city 100-odd years ago, the beautiful buildings and neighborhoods. It's very small. It's only 500,000 people, but it's really a great place. Yeah, and Baltimore's and, shrinking all the time. It gets, what is you know, the population? I, well, it used to be over a million. I think it's about six now. I mean, Probably the same size yeah, as Cleveland, yeah, yeah. Cleveland right now. But the city that is the most changed by COVID is San Francisco. Now it's like Baltimore. It's Chud everywhere. Um, so sorry. Did you make Chud? You I didn't did make, not chud. make Chud. I love them. And Bud the Chud, the sequel. What a great <laughs> title. What a great I saw my, you know, Chud, cannibalistic human underground dwellers. I know. And right somehow... Now. The title, I just didn't appeal to me. I never wanted oh, to say Oh, I Chud. love the title. I know, okay, it sounded I like crud. It sounded like a turd. It sounded, <laughs> like, it sounded okay. I guess Chud is to call someone who's politically incorrect these I days. I guess. Who's that Chud? Is there no, anything, I guess it's not. Is there anything politically correct at all? You can't well, make, fun, funny. You yes, can't you make can. fun of anyone. I did. I made fun of political correctness in Laramouth. I have people that are addicted to trampoline jumping that are looked down on. There's bouncists, oh, okay. people that are <laughs> against trampoline so, yes, you can make fun of it. I yeah. had a few of my I, I read this is my favorite one. On Christmas last year, I read that somebody said, you shouldn't have candy canes in your house because it suggests the impoverished shepherd's crook. Uh, is this for real or yeah, this is a joke? This is for real. So that's, wow. it's hard to parody it when things like that happen. We, we, um, the last few guests, I, for random reasons, I don't even remember why, I pulled out a toy to give. I want to give somebody something, and I was really so happy to give you Corona Zombies. Yeah, I got right? two. I got two. I but was drunk. You know, you can't make fun of anything anymore. But there's one area that I figured, okay, no one's going to be upset with this. And we have a bunch of action figures here and fun things that we've done over the years. And some of the movies I've made right now, probably a little not so PC, mm -hmm. but always in a good spirit. So I gave this, it was Joe Bob Briggs. Mm -hmm. You know yeah, Joe yeah, Bob. Yeah. I gave him um, a toy, a, a replica of a character called Crack Whore. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's, there's others in this series that I cannot give you because they're to the, by today's standards. Yeah. So, you know, they were meant to, but there's nobody protecting the Crack Whore. Oh, yeah, there so, Well, I got an email Yeah. because this thing aired, and someone wrote me and talked about how I should never make fun of Crack Whore. It's like, oh, my or God. Whore, A, <laughs> and Crack. That's racially, what race was it? White. Oh. I uh, guess. Crack, I mean, crack. I, 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 yes, white. Uh, crack whores. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> what, wait, but wait a minute. So is there anyone left on planet Earth we can make any group? White men. White men. But what do we call them? Just white men? Honkies. Honkies? <laughs> you can make But I guess of, you can't say that either. You can't say that. But, okay, white men, really? Yeah. Well, some white men will. You're probably right. That's the. White women? No. No. That's bad. And anything darker, super bad. It's just all right, bad. man. You can make fun. I still think crack horse safe territory. I, I, I had one I email. Don't. One one little email. I don't. I had in the movie the crack carolers, and uh, we thought <laughs> crack, for real. Yeah, the crack carolers. Yeah, but then we thought no, because it, it's racially complicated. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to understand <laughs> so now that. Now they're but... contaminated carolers. Okay. So now <laughs> you're you're heading towards Bill to Bill Maher next week. You're doing yeah. speaking engagements. I mean, I do them constantly. I've the John ask... Waters camp next. That's where people live as my characters for four days. It's in the fifth year in Kent, Connecticut. It's what? unbelievable. We have Explain guest that. counselors. This year it's Debbie Harry and Colleen Fitzpatrick. Last year it was Kathleen Turner and Patricia Hurst. Oh, my God. It's major. 500 people come and they live in this beautifully restored camp in Kent, Connecticut. And uh, which was a nudist camp when it started, and uh, but they have corporate events there, and we do this every year. It's I didn't four know days. That. Oh, That's yeah, amazing. It's good. It's good. What and is it called the, again? John Waters. The John Waters Camp. We had T-shirts that said Jonestown with a happy ending. <laughs> Wait, there's a okay. So people and, and we they have come some from tens all over of, the world. How do people who are watching this like find out? Is there? A, a, oh, yeah, yeah. Go and look it up on the website. It's sold out. John Waters. John Waters Summer Camp. So you just put it in there, and that's how they oh, find it. will come right up, yeah. And then I have 20 City Christmas Tour. Then I work every holiday. I have a Halloween show. I have everything except Groundhog's Day. I'm okay. going to think up one for that, too. <laughs> but uh, I do my birthday show, Valentine's show, Christmas. Oh, wow. I don't have a Thanksgiving show. But that's when the Christmas tour starts right now. That after. is hilarious. So, yeah, I'm on the road a lot. So it's vaudeville. It, it, it's, you know, I'm still... It's a carny act. It's yeah, the same. it's a carny act. We started off by exactly. saying that. It's exactly. exactly a carny act. That's yep. all this is. Yep. So... Last sort of question, and I'm so glad we're doing this. Thank you. Because, I, I mean, I don't want to go crazy. I'm such a fan. Thank you. Um, again, I'm not kidding with the math. Together, we've done this for 100 years. Yeah. That is the math. Yeah. Um, so when you wake up in the morning and mm -hmm. you've got all the stuff you're doing, there's a lot. You're, you're super yeah. booked. 
what is it that still go? You, you get excited about like okay, this is okay. Not make, not directing because that's torture. Yeah. We established. No, because I like my job, right. and my job is every day I got to think up something fucked up. That's what okay. I have to do every day, and in the <laughs> afternoon I sell it. Okay. So that's not Those a bad are, job, the, and I can wear my underpants to work. I can work in the next room. <laughs> but never shorts, okay? Oh, in my house. Well, your house I is I do different. plenty of interviews. I, I'm on boxer shorts. Nobody can see. I just don't get stand <laughs> All those Zoom up. calls when you I hate Zoom calls. Everybody looks too. so ugly the worst. on Zoom. Now, people worst. have porn on Zoom with each other. I really don't know because <laughs> never do people look more unattractive I, I totally agree, Zoom. and I stopped that because in the very beginning of COVID, I just it was have like, it off. I'm the only person in a board meeting. It's just audio. Yeah. yeah. Who wants that? You know, I, I mean, said, I'm not I'm doing hair and makeup and, for a and, phone call. But, <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, if the those board are, meeting would like to send in a hair person or a makeup person, I'm fine. But they don't do that. The final note of this beautiful hour. <laughs> um, again, for a lot, of, a lot of our fans are filmmakers and want to be yeah. filmmakers and artists and writers and musicians. And they always say, Charlie, just ask these amazing people on your show for any kind of advice, anything. Give us some inspiration. How do we do this? Well, I, I get this question a lot in my spoken word show. And the thing is, a no is free. Do not feel bad about rejection. It's like hitchhiking. All he needs one person to stop, right. one person to back it, one person to let you in. Whatever field you're trying to get in, go see, if it's movies, go see every movie. Right. Watch them with the sound off. You can tell how they're made. Mm -hmm. If you want to be an artist, go to every art gallery. Find the gallery that might show the kind of work you're thinking of. You right. have to participate in the world. Yes. You learn the business of it. Read the art magazines. Read right. the trade papers. Learn even mm -hmm. if you have something great. How do you then do you ever get paid? Right. You got to learn how to do that too. That's a trick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to investigate of it and don't fear rejection. And it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You know, um, I when I got off the plane here today, I'm always astounded. TMZ was waiting for me. How did they know what How flight I was know? on or anything? I don't know. And the question was about banned books. I said, are you kidding? I made a career out of banned right, movies. Right. That's the best thing that can happen to you. Now bookshops have a whole section, banned books. <laughs> it's the right. best thing you could put on the back of your book. You're Be right. glad if it happens. You're right. These are amazing. And every kid that hears about it in Texas, they'll go get that book Absolutely. on their own. And that still works. Yeah. It's too bad we don't have those exploitation theaters because that's part of the charm was, yeah. oh, my God, I can't, I can't see this. Well, yeah. Herschel Gordon-Lewis put it really correctly, I think, in when I interviewed him in Shock Valley. He said, what I did was we always went one step further than what the studios could do. In nudity, we right. went a little further. In right. gore, a little further. Always what they couldn't do until further. they could do everything, and then that was it, it was over. Yeah. Well, not on that note, but on the note of, of this amazing time we spent. And thank you very thank much. You for so, you know, you're very here. loved out there. You know oh, that. No, you. and That's I say so that sweet. you know, we can the banter, but you you, you really have created and, and contributed so much and we're just a little more mature now. There's well, a lot of years ahead. I think look looking old how I get jobs. I had the Calvin <laughs> Klein campaign, the Eve Saint Laurent campaign and the Nike campaign. They didn't give it to me because I was young. Oh, that's perfect. You know? Don't get a facelift. Because you then so <laughs> suppose Vincent Price had got a facelift. Wow, <laughs> what a nightmare. All right, I'm just I leaving it on that Price. horror. Well, we can start talking about his Let, movies, Leave but... that on that horror note at the end. Just suppose <laughs> Vincent Price had gotten a facelift Would have been and terrible. had chipmunk cheeks and a pout trout. The <laughs> thank you again, John. All right, thank and you. And as we say, and, and thank you. Cut. You're so welcome. All You're right. so very welcome. And cut. That's it for this week. Remember to follow The Freak Show for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And be sure to watch our video version of the show on Full Moon Features and Full Moon's Amazon Prime channel. See you dudes next time.